0: Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, changes at the Department of Corrections. Also, Lauderdale DA is going after a mother for taking a prescription. And big news in the governor's race. They're back. Or there's a zombie apocalypse, I'm not sure. All this and much, much more Coming up next on The V. Welcome to The Voice of Alabama Politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host. Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter at APR, and Angie Horn, political consultant, Republican strategist. Welcome all.
1: Hi, guys. Hi.
0: Hello. So so this week, we found out that Lindy Blanchard has switched from her US Senate campaign to the governor's race, Tim James, has thrown his hat in the ring for the governor's seat. Three, this will be the third time. He says the third time is the charm. So it's scrambled the governor's race. Angie, how does this play out?
1: Well, as far as Blanchard goes, she seems like a perfectly nice lady. But I don't know if she's Linda or Lindy, if she's running for the Senate or the governorship. It, this was just a, a failure to launch on on both campaigns. Um, Tim James is someone that I like. I think he's a great guy. I just don't think running on yoga is what's going to, you know, going to motivate the base to go out and vote against KIV. She's extremely popular, and and you know nothing against these two other candidates, but it's going to take a lot more than this to to fully challenge KIV. I
0: mean, Susan, how do you in, how do you challenge an incumbent governor, a po- a a popular incumbent in Alabama?
2: Well, you'd have to have some really strong policies that go against her policies that people can identify with. You know, uh, the basically the strongest thing that they've got is the lockdown, and I think most Alabamians realize that that was absolutely necessary. I mean, there's a fringe that says that it wasn't, but these two—I'm going to like them both. Uh, They're both friends. I I just don't see that they've got anything strong enough to defeat Kay Ivey with, as far as the policies go.
0: I mean. I mean, Josh, looking at it from your perspective, I mean, I, you wouldn't vote for any of these candidates, but I mean, it, is there a lane that they can, they
3: can move further right than Kay Ivey? I mean, how do you do that? Well, it's, uh, it's the crazy lane. Uh, they've, uh, they've, they're taking that up quite well. Um, and I, you know, listen, I, it, it says a lot about the state of the uh, Republican Party, that they feel like to the right of Kay Ivey is where the opportunity is um i i don't you know i don't know what more you need to do i mean she, yeah she did some stuff during the during the the pandemic that was necessary and required i didn't think she did enough she certainly didn't do as much as uh, democratic governors um and so i don't understand the outrage there um i don't understand some of the other things that are being attacked i mean yoga for god's sakes yoga really that's the that's the tack here I, I i mean i Look, I'm I, I'm with you. I don't understand how you go against a, a very popular governor in your own party with any sort of success. Um, but I mean, maybe this is maybe this is their way. I don't know. Maybe they're crazier than I than I even imagined.
0: I mean, uh, Angie, people got a, a nice look at Governor K. Ivey's sense of humor uh, when she said uh, she didn't didn't hadn't heard of Lindy Blanchard and she didn't think many people had. I think some people took her way too seriously. That's kind of her, her biting sense of humor.
1: Right. You know, as she said, I'll take my record and put it against their promises any day. I, you know, it was great. It was great political theater. I, I think the Blanchard team really missed missed an opportunity there when they decided to to uh, you know tweet out this picture of she and the governor. It was clearly a grip and grin where a lot of people that no one knows are. Um, you know, you've got to take humor with humor. And I think that if, if there's gonna be this offense taken at what was clearly political humor, this campaign's just off on the wrong foot. I mean,
0: she she said if they didn't like her policy, Susan, maybe they should run for governor of New York or California. I mean, that, that, that was her campaign, but that's totally Governor Ivy. That's
2: Governor Ivy. She has a very biting sense of humor and kind of backhanded. A sense of humor which every anybody that knows her knows that's exactly what's going on as angie said it's perfect political theater is is it, aren't there
0: any policy differences other than tim james has said yoga gambling which ivy hasn't had anything to do with gambling and uh the taxes he was against that and he also on on transgendered youth now on all those K ivy has been pretty strong except for the gas tax, which I'll remind folks that uh, former President Trump, when he was president, wanted to raise gas by 25 cents a gallon fuel cost nationally. So what the Republicans in Alabama did was actually follow Trump, but did it for less.
2: By half, or more than half.
0: Yeah
1: sure I, I don't think either of the candidates that announced this week really have anything th- that's strong and motivational to go after this governor i also think it's interesting for uh tim james to talk about infrastructure when he's known as the toll road toll bridge guy um, which failed much more uh, and is much more unpopular than trump's infrastructure plan that alabama followed um, I, I think what we have here are people who want to be governor everybody has a right to run um, but they're really going to have to have some sort of strong policies, and, and I haven't seen that yet.
0: Uh, the the, the Alabama-class clown, Jim Ziegler, has said that Lindy Blanchard and Tim James entered the race, opens a lane for him, Susan. Which, which lane is
2: that? Talk about the crazy right of crazy lane. That would be Jim Ziegler's lane. I don't see, you know... He's been uh, researching whether he should run for governor, what, six months now? Yeah, at least. Or... I, mean, I mean, he's just really, Jim Ziegler is just full of air. That's really it.
0: Right, right. I mean, Josh, when you you, you took a great picture of Jim Ziegler's tie one time. I mean, <laughs> how, how do you see this playing out for Jim?
3: Uh, you know, look, I, I, first of all, I, I don't think that Jim has any less of a chance than, than, than the other two. Um, you know, I, I just don't. I don't, you know, I, it, matter of fact, I would say that probably Blanchard would have the most uh, to gain out of this I mean just because she has the money and uh, you know and I don't think that she's going to take up quite the same crazy uh, lane that that jim Ziegler and and Tim James are going to try to take up. I think that she might actually win some support from rational people but I don't think it's going to be near enough to, to take on uh, KIvy. I mean it's just the, the, all of these people are just I don't spending money I mean which God bless them, you know makes the world go round I guess.
0: I mean, we have heard that Linda, Lindy Blanchard—that that's her nickname. She's always gone by Lindy. Uh, Because she's a
2: twin, her sister's name's Cindy, so they called them Cindy and Lindy.
0: Right. So she's willing to spend up to ten million dollars, though, Josh. That's a lot. A lot.
3: Listen, there's a lot of things you can do with ten million dollars. I mean, it. uh, You know, Uh I I think you you can get you can put some billboards up for that. Uh, You can get you some digital advertising. Uh I think that
1: that's her. That's her biggest weakness. The fact that she keeps throwing around how much money she has and that she's willing to buy different offices. People in Alabama don't like that. And we have seen over and over and over millionaires throw around how much money they have and talk about how they're willing to buy offices and it never works. Just go ask Jeff yeah. Coleman who ran for Congress.
0: Yeah, well it worked for Michael Bloomberg, but we'll leave it right there. You watching hey, <laughs> in New
2: York, remember?
0: <laughs> or maybe they could be governor of New York. Yeah. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. My dog Jupiter is frightened when I climb too high. The owl said.
2: Check for monsters, Daddy.
0: I did, honey. There are no monsters. You're perfectly safe. Protect yourself and those you love. Vaccinate now. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket.
3: What are you in for?
0: Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to The Be, the voice of Alabama politics. Josh, this week, Governor Kay Ivey announced that Jeff Dunn, the commissioner of the Alabama Department of Corrections, is leaving his post at the end of the year, and they're bringing in new blood to run the correction system
3: good idea? Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, if you could replace everybody who is in charge of the correction system, that would definitely be a good idea because there is not a single aspect of the correction system that is operating the way it should be or in what anyone would call a proper fashion. I I don't know. uh, I mean, you you read that DOJ lawsuit, uh, the amended one, uh, or the one that they filed before, uh, and just look at what they have done over the course of Jeff Dunn's tenure there, and it is atrocious. Um, the the history and the legacy that he leaves behind there. And, and, you know, I know people that know Jeff Dunn and they think he's a, a really good guy. And maybe it's just a situation where there was somebody in, in over his head. I, I don't know him at all, but I, I know the results of, of the tenure there and what took place and a lot of it, I'll give him this too. A lot of it, it goes back to our attitude towards prisons in this state and the, from the people at the top of our state uh, who who, pay, who should be paying attention to these things, not actually caring what goes on inside those walls. Um, and it, it, but you look at what happened during his tenure, and it's awful. It is just absolutely awful, and there is not a single thing you can point to as a point of pride or something that was accomplished during his tenure.
0: Uh, Susan, uh, Chris England, Representative Chris England, who is also the head of the Democratic Party, said that he was a good man in a bad situation.
2: I would agree with that statement. We do know Jeff Dunn. I've toured prisons with Jeff Dunn. He is a really great guy but he was really out of his depth in this position. I mean, he's an Air Force pilot that went into the correction system, which, one, is constitutionally illegal, uh, and, two, really showed that there's a reason in the Constitution for it, you to have correctional experience before you get into that job. He was just way in over his head.
0: I mean, Angie, one of the things, and, and, and this is a conservative standpoint, is that we, we believe in crime and punishment. But you get to the point where uh, when the federal government's about to take you over, you got to do more than just build new prisons, I would think. Or is that all you can do?
1: Sure. I mean, look, Jeff Don is an incredibly nice guy. He devoted his life to a service of our country and the military. Those are wonderful things. But this was a man who never had any business being in corrections and certainly being head of corrections in a state with a troubled system. He did not have the skill set, the background, or the experience to have that job. It was a bad hire from the beginning and it shouldn't have been allowed to stay this long. But having someone with some sort of experience can at least help us figure out what we need to do to correct the ship. Because right now you took a guy who had, had basically driven a bass boat and put him in front of a yacht and wondered why it became the Titanic. I mean, not oh know what's going on.
0: Yeah. Now, now Governor, he's appointed John Ham. He's got thirty-five years of experience. Started out in local corrections and all that. Hopefully, he can do more. I, I want to turn this over to another thing, and it, it does have to do with uh, you know law and order and things of that nature. We have a woman in Lauderdale County, Kim Blaylock, who is scheduled to face trial this next week for taking oxycodone for chronic back pain while she was pregnant with her sixth child. The prescription was legal, but the Lauderdale District Attorney, Chris Connolly, is trying to charge her with a felony fraud of using that prescription. Senator Claude Chambliss is hopping mad over it. Angie, what's your take?
1: absolutely should be hopping mad. This is a travesty. This is a patient who was given a prescription by her doctor, which she had uh, filled at a legal pharmacy, which she took in accordance with the instructions of her doctor and her pharmacist. And now the DA is prosecuting her because she didn't second-guess her doctor. This law was never intended for women taking legal prescriptions prescribed to them by their doctors. This was meant for women who were taking meth and heroin and, and all of those sort of street drugs and senator chambliss is absolutely right this is a travesty of justice and someone should look into and run against that district attorney because if he has nothing better to do than misappropriate laws to punish pregnant women for doing what their doctor said surely there's somebody in lauderdale county with a law degree who can fill that seat better than he can
2: i got to put a little blame also on the legislature here because once again they didn't think it through once again They wrote an open-ended law that now has, you know, consequences, the unintended consequences. When they're writing these laws, they need to be more specific, take more time. If you're gonna restrict something, make sure the points are there, that these things don't happen as a result of them being lazy. No rational
1: person ever believed that a DA would prosecute a woman for taking a prescription written by her doctor. No rational person. This isn't an unintended, unintended consequence. This is a DA with a serious, serious problem on his hands.
3: I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I, I think that, uh, first of all, I, I, I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but I agree with Clyde Chambliss and Angie. Um, they. Uh, I knew they were, I knew they would be-, just I, over. I, I knew they'd be right <laughs> about something. Uh, but it, you know, this is, you know, you know I, I know Lauderdale County fairly well we I've been going there since I was a, I was a kid we have a place on on the, on the river up there and
2: um, I' the, liberals
3: I know the uh, I know the the meth problems that they have uh, and and the other drug problems that they have in Lauderdale County the fact that you've got somebody running around chasing uh, a, a poor pregnant lady uh, who by all accounts is a, is a good mother and no other problems um, and you know what the hell are you doing? You know, honest to God, what are you doing, man? Um, See, I... I
2: yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with y'all. I'm just saying, you know, no, I agree this is a rogue DA. He needs to go, but they should have closed the loop in the, in the law I mean, that would allowed him to do this.
0: I mean, can't a judge in St. Clair County, I mean, in Lauderdale County just go, this is dumb. I'm throwing this out. I mean, really? Don't they have that ability?
3: Yes, they they certainly have the ability to, to do that, I, but, you know, I, I I don't know exactly what I don't know why we've gotten to this point. I just can't understand why we've gotten to this point with this. It's, it's just so dumb. Well, it's absolutely I, ridiculous.
0: I would hate yeah. to say that the legislature and, uh, and, and Montgomery ever does anything dumb. But you're, Angie is absolutely right. This DA needs to be primaried. Yep. It needs to be out of office. It needs to this go. This is actually just cruel and unusual punishment for a woman who did nothing but follow her doctor. We're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. More Mo, Mo Brooks coming up. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. My dog, Jupiter, is frightened when I climb too high, the owl said.
2: Check for monsters, Daddy.
0: I did, honey. There are no monsters. You're perfectly
3: safe. Protect yourself and those
0: you love. Vaccinate now. of Alabama politics. Susan Mo Brooks is the gift that keeps on giving to the press and the loony bin. Uh, At a Republican breakfast uh, a week or so ago, he told uh, the Republicans there that they needed to move on from the 2020 election. They needed to move forward from that the same line that he got booed for
2: mm-hmm. when
0: he was at the uh, rally honoring former President Trump. He must not mind boos.
2: He must not mind boos, and apparently he's not listening to his voters, which he never does to begin with. He doesn't you know, actually represent people when he's in D.C., so that's not really surprising. But just to keep on with the line, just to, 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 to keep cutting that wound that apparently his followers don't like, is pretty suicidal.
0: I mean, most people that are over in Coleman County that are Republicans, I wouldn't think would take too kindly to it. One woman said that uh, they can't move forward until they settle the 2020 election. But I wanna get to another point here. Angie, when Brooks was in that meeting, he said that he was not a career politician.
1: So Mo Brooks has been on an elected ballot since before I entered kindergarten. Okay. If that's not a career, I don't know what is. But what's interesting is he also says this is not his full-time job, which despite the $174,000 a year salary he has explains why he gets nothing done. It's
0: not a <laughs>
1: he doesn't understand that this is a full-time job where he's supposed to be in the service of the people of Alabama. Look, Mo Brooks has hired a new campaign team. He understands that this is a sinking ship. Now he's trying to de-Trumpify himself and de-ellipse himself and become something he's not. He is a career politician. You can't change that. He is someone who, who has run on the integrity of the election process. Now he's saying, whoa, whoa, we don't want to do that anymore. Look, he has taken so many U-turns, I'm getting dizzy. But i've said the whole time mo brooks says what he needs to say at that moment next week he could be talking about that he went back to his original line of thinking who knows
0: well that you brought up a good point that the campaign manager that he hired is was has criticized trump over the stolen election thing and he is also was a never trumper so i don't i don't know
1: so i mean here's the question He's, he's brought in this Never Trump team, right, who, who, is, who is from out of state, by the way. Um, Always. So he's brought in this team to be this entire, uh, to do this entire new strategy, which is apparently take him back to 2016, Mo, when he was a Never Trumper. So I'm not sure if we're getting 2016, Mo, 2019, Mo, January 6th, Mo, last week, Mo. I don't know what we're going to get on the ballot, but maybe we need a paragraph to explain which Mo is running when Election Day gets here.
0: I think we're getting uh, Confederate Longhorn Moe. Uh, well, I think Oliver we're getting narcissists.
1: Say whatever you want, Mo.
3: I think we're getting I- face of the Alabama Republican Party, Mo Brooks. That's what we're getting. That's, this, is what, yeah. this is what it is. Uh, and uh, and this, is, this is perfect for Alabama Republicans. They don't know. They have really no ideas. They can't govern for anybody. They have no philosophies. They have nothing to run on. And so this is what they do. They come up with different ideas of ways to... To kind of get into races like this, and which which mo do I need to be today instead of just presenting policy ideas? You know, how about that? How about some policy ideas? Anybody? In well, the here's Republican the, fl- here's the flaw. Here's the
1: flaw. Here's the flaw in your logic: is that Mo Brooks has run for statewide race repeatedly and always lost. He's not the Republican pick. He's not He's a winning congressman the polls from
3: now. Alabama
1: right now. Right now, from North Alabama. That's your territory, not mine. We've never put it. runner for, him. for the Senate. He is a front runner. He's not. Polls have him in second, not first.
3: He's been first <laughs> since the, the, the day he announced. And so we know that this is who he is. And we know this nonsense about the election that everybody knows all the smart people really know is nonsense. We all know hey, it's nonsense. Even I Republicans know you, it's nonsense.
1: I have a very serious question for you. So. You- Who's the Democrat running for US Senate or Governor or any of these other things? You keep talking about these ideas. The Democrats don't have a single candidate.
3: Well, we're we're still qualifying candidates over here. You know, that's how it, that's how it works. You qualify, you go through the qualifying period, you see who'd like to run. There's no Ooh, one, one going through it. the qualifying period and you know it. They're. Oh, they said they are. They're going through the qualifying period.
0: All right. Well let's uh <laughs> I don't want to move on here. Uh <laughs> I, I love you guys. Y'all yeah. are really good.
2: I, I would say, though, that one of my favorite things that my Brooks said is he is self-term limited.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's self-term limited. To 30. <laughs> to 30. Yeah, to 30, 35, years,
2: 35 and years
0: and counting, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Angie and, and I, you know, I like Katie Britt a lot. We're not relatives, uh, but I think very highly of her, Wesley, and the family. You know, She has really built a a network of grassroots support around the state. Now, Mike Durant is now the only other candidate in the race of any consequence. So it's Mike Durant, uh, Brooks, and Britt. So Durant's going up with some advertising and stuff. Is there a way to win an election with just advertising and you don't have that grassroots support out there in the rural heartland of Alabama
1: well look Durant's a multimillionaire. he can you know he has said repeatedly he'll spend whatever kind of money he needs to but here's Durant's problem as it compares to Katie Brett Katie Brett is in all the counties she's received endorsements from all 67 counties Durant's not from here right he's from like New Hampshire Connecticut somewhere way Uh, up north so he doesn't have a network here he's a carpetbagger who's coming in and trying to win an Alabama Senate election much like when Hillary Clinton left Arkansas to go to New York, he's just doing it backwards. So he's not from here. He's not going to be able to cultivate that grassroots. So the only way that he can win is to spend his millions of dollars. Um, that's his only choice. It can it happen? Sure, it can work. But it's going to be very, very hard for for someone who you know is from New Hampshire to to be elected to the Senate from Alabama.
0: Yeah, I mean, Josh Tommy Tuberville, uh, you can say is not from Alabama but he had such deep roots in Alabama and people liked Tommy Tuberville.
3: They knew who he was. They they knew who he was. He was a football coach here, uh, you know, and so he related fairly well to, you know, the, the grassroots thing. Uh, you know, he, he did relate to those people very well because he'd been on the road in Alabama talking to a lot of those people, uh, you know, for years while he was the coach at Auburn because campaigning is a lot like being a football coach. You go to a mm. lot of small town Rotary Club things um, and, and you talk to a lot of people. So it's not really that different in terms of campaigning. Now, the job, as we all know, when he couldn't give you the three branches of government is is much different. But um you know it's it's still the what? same thing but yeah mike durant has is, is got a has got a problem you know and the thing of it is is he seems like a likable guy
0: yeah unfort- unfortunately we're gonna have to leave it right there you've been watching the v the voice of alabama politics you watch us because we watch them